Welcome to the Marketing for Business podcast. This is your host, Scott Wilson. Hi, Brunel. Welcome to the Marketing for Business podcast. Good to be here, mate. Good to see awesome. you again. Mate, look, I'm really looking forward to this chat. Obviously, right. I've read your book, Selling yep. is Not an Option. We're going to pull this apart because yep. this is this is fantastic. Um, and look, guess who gave me this book? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, Mr. Murray Hale. Oh, you Murray, know, yeah. Murray Hale. So Murray's been on the podcast and look, I believe success leaves clues. Murray's like one of the top salespeople I'd know. He's one of the top salespeople in MediaWorks. Yes, closing I mean, in, yes. I think, yep. on 50 million yeah. um, sales. So look, I think, you know, when, when I look at businesses and I look at business owners and obviously our podcast is for business owners, yeah. I really want to dig deep today into to the, the mindset of selling. Uh, I want to give some t- real tools that business owners can use to grow their businesses. And I, and I know you've got a lot in here, um, but I'm going to start off by saying, what does the word maggots mean to you? <laughs> um, uh, sheep's bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. that's where you started, right? Yeah, yeah, as a kid, as a kid, um, yeah. sort of after school and, um, you know, getting some extra money. Yeah. Um, I was what I effectively called a rouseabout. Wow. And... Uh, uh, a big, big, big cheering crews that I used to go and uh, work with, and my job was to to pick up the fleece, yeah, and then throw that on a fleece table. Classic. But uh, every now and again, you'd hear the word maggots, yeah, and, yeah. and our big Maori boys were <laughs> cheering, and they'd uh, and there'd be all these maggots around the crutch of the sheep, and your job was to pull them from off. And, so, because so, yeah. <laughs> I'm reading, I'm reading this in your book. Then, like, how do you go from the uh, like fast forward? I don't know how many years, but building a multi million dollar business. Uh, international selling over three hundred million dollars annually. Um, how does that even happen from from a in the sharing sheds? Yeah, like um, where I, I just want to unpack that because I, I think it's a fascinating story um, of how you actually got there. And, and let's talk about it. Well, I think a lot, a lot of it is you know I um, actually went to school here in Christchurch. Yep, St. Bede's for a year. Yeah, nice. And I was just for a year. Yeah, I was a second year fifth. <laughs> <laughs> And I, all. <laughs> yeah, say no more. And I missed out to go into the sixth form yep. by two points. Oh, wow. Uh, it's kind of broke my heart, really, because yeah. I really loved the school and yep. it was a great environment. I had some good mates there. But I, I went back to went back to Blenheim, where I was from, originally from Kaikoura, but went back to Blenheim and, and got a job as a toll operator. Toll operator. So I don't know if people probably wouldn't know a clue what they are, no. but once upon a time you couldn't actually ring on your mobile phone. Oh, right. You had to ring a toll exchange. Classic. Where they would say, look, can you, you know, Oh, I need to ring Scott. Yeah. There's this number in Christchurch. You're in Blenheim. You dial the number. Then you plug a cord. Oh, in, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Two yeah. callers. Plus it. Okay. And, and, and then I, I, I basically um, got involved in um, a bit of rugby. I was, I was yep. reasonably good at rugby, and I jumped in a plane to Sydney. Oh, wow. It was probably about 17, 18. Yep. What position did you play? Uh, number seven. Oh, wow. Anyway, uh, we uh, I got involved with a company that sold to news agents. Yep. Right, so this is a quick, brief history of where yeah. it happened, how I happened to land back in New Zealand selling radio. Yeah, but uh, and, w- and we had a, a company that used to go and sell to news agents, and back in those days, the news agents were massive businesses. Yep, because newspaper back in that era was, you know, the sitting yeah, yeah, was that thick, yeah, and they sold on the side of the streets yeah. and everything. And my job was to go and talk to those news agents and sell them. Out of a big blue bag, I used to get ready. Every so what were you selling? Like everything from rubbers and pencils, and stationery, oh, right. confectionery, yeah, 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 yeah. all that sort of stuff. So, and did you like that? Did you find a feel that you kind of like the selling aspect to it, going and meeting people? And 
I think the key thing is um, we got well trained. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. The company, um, the, the company they built in Cadbury's, you know, the okay. company. Yep. And they actually had a bloody good, you know, they're really good training program. Brilliant. So I learned to sell there. Yeah. And then jumped on a plane to go and play rugby again in Europe and was useless and ended up with <laughs> the love of my life. And we, we travelled around Europe and yep. I didn't have a job at the time, but she, she was a really smart lady and she got into the computer business. Oh, wow. But I was a carpet cleaner. Okay. So I had to go and clean carpet. <laughs> and in the end we had a, um, we, we had an opportunity to, you know, uh, be what they called a carpet estimator. Yep. So I really got to know London, and I was about oh, 21 wow. or something like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. driving around doing Pretty estimates much. and all that sort of stuff. So fast forward, um, the love of my life and I decided it wasn't the love of my life, so I oh, came really? back to New Zealand <laughs> and got involved. Um, I was staying at my brother's house, and he said, hey, there's a job that for a radio rep yep. selling radio in Hawke's Bay. Brilliant. Go and apply. So I remember going in with my brother's suit. It was yep. sort of arms were up here. <laughs> my shoes were squeezing yep. together. And I actually got the job. And did you want the job? Like, yeah, you, like, I, yeah. I, I, and when I got in there, I loved it. Yeah. Because, you know, as a medium back then, yeah, it was yeah. kind of its heyday. It was the first FM station. Yeah. You know, it was. It would have been a cool thing to be involved yeah, in. Yeah, right? it was really cool. Yeah, yeah. The trouble is, you're selling the invisible. Yep. You know, you're not selling. You, so you have to sell, you know, and, and the likes mm. of the Murrays of the world. Mm. They're brilliant at that. They yeah. understand business. Yes. And, they, and, and they're very good at it. So good radio salespeople are hard to find. Uh, but anyway, I got involved in that for a couple of years, and then I got involved in running a radio station in Palmerston North. Cool. Called 2X. Yeah. So, so you went from, like, selling to, yeah. to, to running the – that's a completely different gig, yeah. right? Yeah, I was hopeless at it. Yeah, I was going to say, like, most sale, good salespeople I know yeah. are that great at managing other people, that great – at, at just selling and doing what they do and getting people excited, creating the vision for what they're going to help the business with. But, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think, um, you know, I sort of define it really, it's the hit you don't get like you used to. Yep. So if you're managing a team, right, yep. but you were always the sales guy yeah. before that, yeah. you'd get a reward all the time because yes. you go out and make True. a sale yeah. and you'd get a bit of a hit. Yeah. Got one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. When you're managing a team, yeah. you're actually managing that process in such a way that you've actually got to be more of your coach. Yeah, true. And I think, you know, a lot of companies make that mistake. Yeah. The best salespeople they make in the sales manager. Yeah. And yeah, and see, it doesn't. Seen I've it. seen it. I've seen it and it doesn't work, right? Yeah. Like, you best to keep your best sales people selling. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, yeah. Totally. There's, there's a great takeaway straight away, you know. Yeah, keep your best guys selling yeah. or girls yeah. selling, definitely. Yeah. Okay, so you started you you owning, you didn't or, or managing it, yeah. you didn't really like it. What'd you do? Well then I was tapped on the shoulder by a guy called Brian Duffy actually. Yep. And Brian was actually a salesperson in Christchurch with Radio Ava. Okay. That's how wow. far he yeah, was yeah. And he was a bit of a bit of a legend. He was working um he was working as a consultant. He tapped me on the shoulder and said, Look, we've got this we've got this opportunity in Wellington yep. with a, a company that sells radio to advertising agencies. Okay. And that was where the the New Zealand radio sales, as oh, it was known. Right. I'm not sure what they call it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they do it internally. But uh, And I got to Wellington and I loved it. And then yeah. I got a sales manager's job after Brian left. Nice. And that's kind of where I where I, I really got you know involved a bit more in management yeah. things. And what, what did you love about the radio side of things, like in selling advertising? What was the... What what was it? You know, obviously you 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 know there's there's the fun part of it, but yep. you know, like you're obviously, um, you know, talking to business owners and and what were some of the things that business owners were saying to you about radio? Were they nervous about it? Did they really want to, you know? Yeah, I, I think it, it, it's any media, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's kind of oh. like 
you and I are big fans, I think, of, of Dan Kennedy. Totally. And he has that marketing message yeah. concept. Yeah. So I, I think business owners, they just had to, we, we had to figure out what their problem was. Yeah. And then we say, look, radio is not always the answer, but it's a, an opportunity to get yeah. your name out there on a regular totally. basis. Yeah. You know, brand awareness. And, and you can that. definitely see the companies that took advantage of that where they are today versus yeah. the companies like, you know, I always say consistency and message plus frequency reach to create relevancy. And I think it's the consistency of your message being frequent in front of people uh, is is your job. Your job's not – you can't force real, um, being relevant, you know. No. People will choose when you're relevant. But I think that's the thing I've learned over the years. It's the consistency and the frequency. Yeah, yeah. We, and radio gave that to people. Yeah, it did. And we, we used to have a saying, who you are, where you are, and what you have to offer. Yeah. On a continual basis. Nice. And especially yeah, right, right now. Yeah, right now with recession yeah. booming. Cool. The, the great the great companies, I think, as you know, in Christchurch, and I know around the world, we'll get onto that in a minute, were just consistent with their promotion and advertising, whatever media they used. Yeah. yeah? So who you are, where... Now, who you are, where you are, and what you have to offer. What you have to offer. Yeah. Oh, it's pretty simple. And you do that on a consistent basis because repetition will build that reputation, if you know yeah, what I mean, yeah. just being yeah. there, who you are, where you it's are. It's so understated um, by by business owners. You know, you, you see it in the ones that, that, that have never advertised before, don't really understand, don't have the mindset for growth that they quit too early. You know, and you can really see that if they've just held on that extra six months, yeah. um, the, the curve starts to shift. And, and it's funny, yeah. I'll, I'll see it again and again and again. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's, which is exciting. And I think that's where you guys probably changed the game a wee bit because radio was being sold in six. Yeah, 13-week periods. 13-week periods, yeah. right? Yeah. That 90 – I call it the 90-day nightmare. Do you? Yeah, yeah. because yeah, I see digital <laughs> – yeah, I just call it – see digital agencies even guaranteeing. And I just call it the 90-day nightmare because they don't understand marketing. If they're no. offering a 90-day money-back guarantee, you don't understand marketing. No, no. You're, you, you understand you uh, that you're clever enough in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. And you will you will basically put the blinkers on a, on a business owner for ninety days, and it's it's not how marketing's done. It's not how. No. And you guys noticed that? Yeah, we did. We we, we kind of like, when going back to the Brian story, he then tapped me on the shoulder uh, again to come and join him and a guy Doug Gold. Yes, Doug I've heard Gold, of Doug. Doug. Um, he, he's an absolute genius. That yeah. Guy. And uh, anyway, he 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 just um, launched more FM. Cool. In I remember more FM. Yeah. 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 And. Uh, he, he developed a concept where he went to advertisers and said, look, advertising is expensive, mm. all right? What we want to be able to do is give you a really good offer. Yep. You have to take it for 12 months. Yeah, perfect. Okay? And you have to pay me weekly. Nice. Right? So when he first launched the radio station at Moore, uh, Moore FM in Wellington, he had $1.5 million in the bank each across a 12-month period Yeah. before the first song was played. Wow. So that was sort of the, the, that was leverage. So <laughs> yeah, um, and when Brian tapped me on the shoulder and said, "Look, what, do you want to come and join us? We're called Persuaders Concepts." <laughs> I mean, seriously, really, Persuaders Concepts. <laughs> Where they got from? No idea, but that was that, I believe they didn't trademark it. <laughs> you know, didn't, no, that, that's kind of where NRS Media was born, mm. which we'll talk about in a minute. But what happened was that um, Brian said, "Look, I've got to go to Australia. Yep. I've got these fifteen clients." Do you want to look after them in New Zealand? Nice. And and because they were using some, of, we were using some of Doug. He was using some of Doug's ideas. Yep. And I said, yeah, sure. And he said, you have to pay to get in. Okay. So I had to pay to get in. Nice. Um, hey, what, what did you think about that? Like, what was your 
did you did you have like oh I don't really want to pay or you like oh, I, I didn't have any money then. Yeah. I, you know I was I was working you know on commission. So so, so then okay yeah. so did you just decide to back yourself and go you know what I'm going to make this work no matter what? Pretty much. I, yeah. I remember going home to my wife and I'm saying what do you think and I still remember this to this day. She said you trust Brian don't you? Nice. And, and, and obviously you did, right? I did. And I yeah. made that decision to go I think it. that's really interesting, you know, because a lot of times I see a business owners uh, making decisions and, and sometimes I, I mean, part of my job is to give them confidence in, yeah. in what they're doing. And they don't actually have to believe in themselves, but they have to believe in someone, right? And I think, was that the decision pretty that you much. made? Yeah, pretty you, much. You kind of back your own skills, but you probably want to back Brian and what he's going and the vision yep. first, right? Yeah. So it was really, I mean, we, we had a saying in our company, Doug was the chairman of ideas. Yeah, I really. And, and, and Brian, was, Brian was the CEO of the company as I started to grow, yep. and I was the guy that just created the systems nice. inside the business to make Primo. it. You know, what, a, what a dream team. Yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a great team, and we, we, we really discovered the, the thing that really launched us. The second year, I think, when Doug launched the second program at More FM, maybe the third year, what doesn't matter, he put it into a seminar. Yeah. Before yeah. it was just go around, foundation plan, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So he put it into a seminar. So you can imagine there's 15 people in this room. Nice. He's up in the front of the room. Brilliant. He's pitching slideshow, sales reps. Great. Right? And that was the concept. Yeah. And then... And, and so what, 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 were they, what were they selling in that? What was the, like... They were selling a 12-month advertising plan. Were you educating people at the same time? Because yeah. I know you're a big fan and I'm a, I was, a, well, still am, um, a massive fan. Um, his name just escapes me at the moment. Yeah. His book's probably on that shelf there. Um, uh, what was his name? He taught education-based marketing. He was the first guy to Chet do it. Chet Himes, yeah. 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 He Big was man. the first guy to, yeah. to ever get into that. Yeah, Education-based marketing. So were, were, you, were, were you employing that sort of marketing? Yeah, no, we were. And I, and I didn't realise that at the time, yeah. funnily enough. Yeah. But I, I remember, it's a, it's, this is a funny story, and it's, you know, sometimes you get epiphanies in business. Yep. Well, about two weeks before, I'd attended a Robert Kiyosaki course. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And it, wasn't, it was well before his book. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah, well before it. Oh, really? You know, he was in New Zealand doing seminars on uh, money, wealth, presentations, all that okay. sort of stuff. And uh, anyway... He he used to train and teach by um, giving someone giving the the audience some information, yep. and then he put them into a game situation where cool. they had to play a game. And there was a particular game that he played, and it was all about leverage. Yeah, it's all about the ability to see something. Yep, and go. You know what? If I just put a system around that, yeah, I could sell a lot of it. Wow. So when I was in that room watching Doug, he's on the front of the room reading a speech he prepared, education based. Yep. All the benefits of using the media, all nice. that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And right at the end, you go, look, we've got a limited offer. If you'd like to take it, Perfect. it's available. We've only got a limited number. Yeah. Now, I'm sure everybody's heard that before. Yeah, yeah. But the truth was, he did only have a limited offer. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and go, holy shit. How good. And I put a dictaphone on that lectern. Oh, brilliant. And I recorded a speech. And then I watched a team for a week. Yep. And I built a, we built a system around that. I've got it dictated and all that sort yep. of stuff. And then Brian said, I've got a client in Hobart, Tasmania. Nice. What do you reckon? Well, Doug had finished. I think he'd done about three million, two and a half, three million dollars worth of revenue. Brilliant. In that so, one week. Yeah, one week. Nice. Okay. And, but it, you know, got my was, attention. So I can give you some more systems in a minute. But but the idea is is that I just sort of went, holy shit, this is, yeah. this is what Kiyosaki talks about. Yeah, totally. You know? So he, Brian so, rang me, said, hey, look, I've got one in Hobart. 
So when you said you yeah. had a client in Hobart, yeah. what's what was the client? Was that like another radio station? Radio station. H O F E. Okay. So you so you then hey, took your system to them, yep. sold your package yep. based on exactly what they had done. Brilliant. Put it into a seminar. And uh, because what, what happens, it used to be a six-week preparation because yep. you've got to build a database, yep. you've got to yep. communicate to yep. the database, then you've got to invite the clients yep, into totally. a seminar, and then you've got to close them in that room. Yep. We used to have a concept called 60, 60 minutes, Yep. 20 minutes to um, present to them, 20 minutes to sell them, and 20 minutes to get them out the door to the next ones. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually probably been to one of those. And you probably have. I think it's, oh, they were yep. quite famous in Christchurch yep. um, and, and obviously around the world, but... Um, when we went to Hobart, it was really a trial market. Yeah. We sold out in three days. Wow. And Brian's in the back of the room. Okay. He'd never seen it. Yeah. He's in the back of the room with a little piece of paper card. Five, 15, 20. And these are the amount of people that we'd sold. Yeah, in yeah. Each session. Wow. And because we only had 100 or something to sell, and within three days we'd sold completely out of them. Wow. And then all of a sudden he says, I think we're on to something. Yeah, I think we're on to something. Yeah, totally. When you can go straight to another, another area, people don't know you and stuff, and and you can you know replicate what you've already done. What was the, like obviously success leaves clues there. Yep. What was the driver between? Was it the education that was teaching people, hey, this is something different, or was it the opportunity was so good? Like, how, what was the thing that made people go, you know what, I've got to have that? A couple of things. I think um, the deal was good. Yep. The offer was good. Yep. I mean, so the, so offer's, the offer's got to be key? Offer's key. Uh, offer is the key. Do you remember what the offer was? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I think it was 30 commercials across a 12-month period to brand your business, who you are, where you are, and what you have to offer. Yeah. I think 50% of them were in prime time, which is your 6 yep. a.m. to 7 p.m. So 30 commercials over 12 months? No, over each month. Oh, each so month. they had 360 over the year, yep. and they, they were allocated 30 a month, Good. right, of which they paid, I think, from memory. I think it was five grand a year for that, Yep. and they got charged monthly. In our business... That's pretty good, eh? Yeah, overnight, we we, we, we tossed the consultancy business out, really, yeah. and became seminar selling business. Yeah. And we um, and we got paid, because we only paid got paid on commission. So I've kind of, yeah. we only ever got paid on commission. Yeah, yeah. Whatever we but, got left over. But, but that was perfect as far as the offer there, right? Yeah. Like that's a pretty, you know, I guess if I'm a business owner, I want to get myself, you know, my, my brand out there and and the radio was the perfect place to do it. Like, you know, going there and having, did, did you ever look at some of the results you were getting? Because I reckon you would have got repeat customers after yeah, that as well yeah, because huh. that is like, if you can keep someone, I know this from experience, if you can keep someone around for 12 months, you exponentially start to grow. Yeah, no, 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 definitely. I, th- I think what, what, what we learned was a couple of things. Um, we actually had that client home HOV for 15 years. Nice. Yeah, well, we had people in the room in five years Yeah, that would stand up because we'd put them in the room and say, can you tell us how wonderful it is? Everybody, they'd stand up. And, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, really good. But, <laughs> and so we did all those sort of, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't like to call them tricks or not, but they're no. just ways, they're testimonials. Yeah, yeah. But live testimonials mm. in a room. With a business owner, and they go, "Oh, that's I always hear that guy on the radio." Yeah, totally. Right? Yeah. So, so ultimately, that that's kind of what we did. It started off, mm. and we learned heaps yeah. along the way. Yeah. But we used to give away cars and watches and right. and all those sorts of things just to create some so real interest. What are some of the top things that you learned from that would relate to maybe a business owner today that 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 
Um, I think probably a couple of things. Yep. Um, you've got to have a process in your business. Yep. Okay. A so, selling process or a marketing process? Well, I think a, a bit of both. Yep. Uh, but you've got to have a you've got to have a you've got to have a selling mindset. Yeah. Yep. We'll talk about uh, that. Yep. Um, but you, you've got to have a process and you've got to be able to measure it. Yep. Okay. And you've got to know your story. Okay. Cool. Your own business story. Yeah. Yeah. True. And you've got to train that to your people. Yeah. So give me give me an example of what you guys did there. Well, if you think about um, if you think about Doug's speech or yep. first like created, yep. Well, that went into the system. Yep. And so, I, if we were running a program around the world, yep. And you and I are sitting here, and we yep. still had that company, and I, I could ring them up, and they could tell me what page they were on. Brilliant. In that speech. Nice. Okay. That, that, that's the, yeah, that's yeah, the power yeah. of that's the cool. Yes. Right. Yes. They, I actually saw that in action with a guy. Uh, the Millionaire Mind uh, seminar I went to Tihavika in in America. I know in Australia, I went to the one in Australia, and then I saw one live uh, on, on, in America, and it was word for word the same, and three different, two different people, and then him, yeah. you know. And it was like I was like, wow, that's a system. Yeah, no, it's, it's so that that's the first the system. So it, it doesn't matter if, if you're, and, and, and as you know, I'm in retail as well, in Wellington and mm. hospitality, but you know, it's it, it's if something happens to the business owner, yep. who, who's going to do the stuff when he or she's not there? Yeah, and yeah. have you got it in some? Have you got it in some sort of excuse me system or some? It's written down, you know, or something. Yeah, even to a point so, where so, what's the alarm code? Yeah, because <laughs> well, I always open the front door myself, and I'm the yeah. alarm code. I always know, but no one else knows it in the business. Exactly. So one of the challenges we've been talking to business owners about um, at the moment is how to use AI to yeah. get their time back right. Yeah. One of the things I just highly recommend is everyone open up a Google Doc, yeah. um, get Loom or get Scribe, yeah. and start recording what you're doing and getting it down into that Google Doc. Yeah. Um, anything that you, any process that you're doing, I'm doing this from our business perspective as well. Yeah. We've got some pretty good processes now that we're creating into playbooks yeah. um, from from that whole experience. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I think that, that that would be the the best piece of advice. Try and figure out, um, you know, it's it's just trying to figure out how do I duplicate myself Yeah. so I can go and have a beer on my own somewhere or have two days off. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of business owners do, do struggle with that, right? They do struggle so, with yeah. the whacking and the cracking, doing what they're doing. Yeah. So just taking some of that time to sit down and write some of those processes out. Yeah, um, that, that's what we had. We realised we had to do in the business. Was that easy for you guys? Uh, it took a bit of work. It took a bit of work, um, yeah. but, but in the end, um, it was our training. You know, we, yeah. we had boot camps, okay. put them in a boot camp for a week. So when you were training, were you training people to go and do your presentation somewhere else? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because if you think about it, if, if, if you and I are sitting in front of a media business, because we eventually got into um, TV and newspaper yeah. as well, and we started to dabble on a bit of digital before we yep. sold it, but but we, you, your job as a, as a, a consultant for, for NRS Media was to come into a media company yep. once they went with us and motivate 10 people in front of you yep. to sell 8 to 10 of your idea. Yes. All right. So you had okay. to have you had to have a little bit of knowledge around how to do that. Do that. Yep. So we trained them to do that. Brilliant. How to motivate, how to do that sort of thing. Yep. And then what we did was we then taught them how to do the speech, how to how nice. to, how to um, once the speech is clo- um, finished, what's the process, 
does the salesperson sit beside the client, sit across from them? Okay. All that stuff. Because all, wow. all the selling was done in the room. So did, did you not think of just having your own professional sales guys or your own speakers going there and then? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, and, and we started to do that a little bit as we got a bit more yep. mature. But what we like to do, and a lot of the media companies we work with, the general managers did the presentation because they were old jobs. Yes, yes, they, they yeah. Them, they, yeah. You know, they yeah. knew how to speak. Lever authority, you know what it is. Yeah. yeah, got it. Yeah. So, and cool. that, that was really because yes. then they owned it. Yes. And, uh, and Yeah, and they're motivated because they want to generate sales and, 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 and grow the business. Yeah, yeah. So we, we kind of, we did that. So that was a really positive for the business. But. So what were some downfalls of that? Like I read in your book a little bit about what happened when you something happened in Australia and then everyone was in the boardroom. There was a bit of panic. Yeah. Uh, we were told to go 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 to bed and sleep on it. Some didn't yeah. sleep on it. And then Doug come back with an amazing new idea, and, yeah, and you're yeah, off that, to the races again. Yeah, yeah. So, so what 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 happens is what one of the, one of the challenges with this concept was, um, if you looked at it, yep, at the surface, anybody could do it. Yes. All right. So yes. you got the speech, you got the slides, yeah. and, you, and you could. But but it wasn't it wasn't that. It was the magic source that made it work. Yeah. It's everything that we knew that made it work. Yes. But what happened was in Australia we had two competing media companies. Um, one media company said, yes, we'll take it Yep. right throughout their group, you know, 30 or 40, okay. 40 stations. Happy days. And then uh, the CEO at the time came in and said, whoops, they've just been bought by the same company. And they didn't oh, want to right. and we'll deal with us. Oh, wow. So all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> what do we do? Yeah, company. yeah. We're going to lose all these. What, why didn't they want to deal with you? We, because um, they bought the company and they didn't want to work with us. Oh, they didn't right. like us. So Fair we backed enough. the wrong horse. Yeah, yeah. We went with the one we thought we, we, would, yeah, we, yeah. we would go with. Yeah, yeah. But then he ended up selling up and he said, the other company said, yeah. we don't want to deal with you Yeah, guys. because you didn't pick us to start with. Pretty much. Classic. So that was a big mistake. And, you know, yeah. we, you do that, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, totally. And uh, and then Doug came in the next morning and said, why don't we, we, we had Australia, we had we had America, that was, I, I, I built the American business yep. up. We had Canada. Doug said, why don't we use the Australian office to go everywhere where we haven't been? Brilliant. And all of a sudden we were called international. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good. But it was just, it was, again, uh, he had this great ability. Thinking bigger, right? He was huge. And he's still mm. today. Mm. Even, you know, I know he's getting on. He's getting yeah. on a bit. But yeah. his brain is unbelievable yeah. he's sharp as a tack. Pretty cool to have someone like that around, though. Yeah, like he that was a chairman of vision. ideas. Yeah, I love that, the chairman of ideas. That's so yeah, he was he was great. So we, we our first gig um, was the CEO and, and one of the guys, Steve, they went off to the South American market. And we went off to this, me and Doug went off to the South uh, South Africa. Brilliant. So so did you have like um so you go international, do you have yep. did you have like um like what sort of goals were you setting? Like were you were you just making stuff up as you went along the way or were you like really focused on what you wanted to achieve? Um, I, I think we in the American market, if I we, I think we had a bit of luck. Yep. So so what happened was you need a bit of luck. You don't you had a bit of luck. It was timing too. But what had happened in the business was in America they deregulated radio. And so you, as an owner or an investor, you could buy into the media. Oh, well, right. We once upon a time, it was pretty closed. Yeah. And so these American guys came out to Australia to look at a, a market. And everywhere they went, we'd been. And all of a sudden, oh, right. the revenue had gone wash up here. Yeah, yeah. So they, so they wanted to know who these closed. guys were. Yeah. We were still called Persuaders, by the way. Brilliant. Um, and so they so came. They, the name really didn't matter then, did it? <laughs> not, it didn't matter to us, but it mattered to the Americans yeah. when we got involved with them. Yeah. Um, but ultimately what we did was that they just followed us around and said, look, would you come and do a market in America with us? Brilliant. And and I was I was the chosen one. Apparently. Nice. 
And I remember going back to my wife and saying, uh, I'm going to go to America for a couple of years. And she said, yeah, two years only. Really? Yeah. So okay. we had retail interests. And we yeah. Had, you know, but quietly. She, so did you go by yourself? Or did you I go went across. And oh, wow. Knocked on lots of doors. Wow. And, uh, over a two-year period, lived in Atlanta. Nice. What was your biggest takeaway from living in America? Um, I love Americans. Thing. Yeah. They they like failure. They don't yeah. mind failure. No, no. They, 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 yeah. They'll embrace you. Yeah. Uh, they're hard to get to know, but yeah. once you get to know them, they're, they're great. Yeah. And we had most of our staff were American. We had 45 in the year nice. in Atlanta. But we had, um, when I got there, I met two Kiwi boys, Lee and Kerry, and they were really good operators and they bought into the business originally after we moved our American investors on. Yep. And they were the guys that made them. They were brilliant. Yeah. They were really good. Just get in there they and make it happen. They got in there and they just made it happen. So good. And I came back to New Zealand and, um, and Doug and I, that timing-wise, we, we went up to South Africa. And, yep. Uh, went to, um, went to uh, Johannesburg and did a pitch there. Brilliant. And we had all these sort of ideas yeah. going forward. So we sent um, we sent a magazine up to all the media companies in South Africa. Mm. And the front cover was the name of the media company. Yep. And we'd say, you know, for example, more, more FM sells out of all their advertising revenue in three days was the headline. Yep. And then there was articles in the magazine. Yep. And they all went round to all the different operators. Brilliant. So they were ringing us up going, what do you mean you've come over here and you've sold all our advertising for us? Yeah, yeah. But it got them thinking, who wow. the hell are these guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first appointment was um, Prime Media in, wow. um, in Johannesburg. We didn't know what we were doing. We just turned up. And, yeah. But we had our presentation already. And, and look, you know, the cool thing about what you guys have done is you've actually come with a plan, right? You've come, yeah. with, a, you come with a plan, um, a man with a plan. Um, right. and, and you've, you've, you've showed, um, that the plan works. You've, yeah. you've got some credibility there. So what was the, what was the resistance though? Like, you know, cause I, I find it like early on when I started marketing, getting into sales, you know, business owners would say, oh yeah, but my market's different. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. did you get a lot of that? Cause we did. what I found that what I know now is it's just rubbish. It's just a myth that they believe, you know, yeah, they um, and, it, and it's, you know, marketing will work. Yeah, wherever well, you've got a good offer and you're consistent with it and you're in front of the right people. Yeah, I think their biggest mindset, you know, struggle was so you're telling me that you can come and you can do a six month program. Yeah. And you can generate a million dollars. Yeah. In three to four days. Yeah. Yeah. That would yeah. blow their, like, what yeah. they are thinking is possible. They only sell 13 weeks. Yeah. They don't yeah. know the secret sauce yet. Yeah. Yeah. But true. I'm pitching them saying, look, yeah. if you give me the right team, yeah. I'm going to, uh, how good? I'm going to select you. Yep. Because we go into a market exclusively. Yep. We'd say, look, we'd like okay. to work with you. So, so say like, say Johannesburg, yep. you would only just pick one. Well, that, that's a that's a, the funniest story because what what had happened? We got there. It was a first client. Yep. Okay. Prime. In South Africa, Prime yep. Media, and uh, Terry was the general manager. She was brilliant. And anyway, as uh, soon as we walked upstairs, Doug Gold's book arrived. He's written a book. Yeah. Um, and it arrived, and the chairman was opening it. I mean, you couldn't oh, get more time. Yeah, good. So we sat around. We sat around the room, and we pitched. Halfway through the presentation, they said, "We love this. Yep. We're going to go with you guys. We've done some research. Nice. Right? And we're going to run with you. Yeah. How good? And Doug says, well, "You got the contract." I said, no. <laughs> I didn't have it. I left it in the hotel. Yeah, yeah. We had six appointments that oh, day. Oh, right. Right. But what happened was 
She said, but we want exclusive. Okay. So we want to have Cape Town, Pretoria, uh, Johannesburg. Prima. We don't want anybody else. We want you. And I said, so you, you want exclusive? Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to take the con contract back and change. Yeah, 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 of course. I'll wriggle down <laughs> that one. But um, Prime Media, they, they were amazing. Yeah. They, they were with us for well over 10 years. Wow. And we, we generated probably you know, 60, 70 million for them. Brilliant. In sales. In sales. Yeah. Using that concept. What, what I love about this story, though, is like, because uh, I'm thinking of the end user, right? I'm thinking yeah. of the business owner that would have bought this package. Mm -hmm. Their marketing and their brand building would have been so much better. So the, it's not even like the money that you guys make and the money you yeah. help the radio station make, that's great. But you would have effective lives. You would have actually help so many families, so many business owners uh, out there because they actually did the secret sauce, yeah, they did. which is not the 90-day nightmare. No, you it's, know? it's definitely not. It's, con it's, it's like we talked before. It's yeah. just... I think as an, an advertiser, if, if you're a business watching this, is you've got to have continuity. Mm. You know, you, you've got to have who you are, where you are, what you have to yeah. offer. And then we used to have a concept inside the presentation, you know, yep. we talked about education, about a hot air balloon. Oh, yeah. So it takes a lot of energy to get a balloon yeah, up there. Yeah, true. Room. But once it's up there, yeah. you only need short bursts to keep it there. Yes. So same principle, get your image out there yeah. consistently. And then if you've got a sale or a promotion or an event, yeah. You just buy call to action campaigns. Nice. Like the likes of Murray. Yes. And and your, your image is already there. Yeah. Scott, if you know what I mean. I like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was a hot air balloon theory. Yeah, yeah, so, totally. Uh, and that was in the speech at Doug in Wellington all those years ago. Brilliant so. concept because whether you've been in a hot air balloon or not, you no. kind of understand that it takes a lot of energy to get – it's like a plane, right? It takes a lot of energy to get the plane up. Absolutely. Yeah, but once the plane's at that flying height, you know, it doesn't conserve, it conserves energy, yeah. right, compared to getting yeah. up there, right? Well, McDonald's is another one. Mm. You know, we talked about McDonald's, yeah. how they promote McDonald's, and then yeah. all of a sudden they'll come in with a double-double cheeseburger and you get a free Coke. Yes. So yeah. they've already got yeah. their brand out there. Yeah. But it's just that, you know, call to action. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in my seminars, I say, if I say the word fast food, you already say, Anyone yells out McDonald's, yeah, right? And I have it on the next slide, and I'm yeah. like, how do how do I know that? Yeah, you know, if I say the words um, soft drink, everyone yells out Coke. How do yeah. I know that? And yeah. It's on the slides, and people are like, because the, these companies over time have bought your mind share. They actually own your mind share, yeah. um, and, and they own it to grow their market share. And and to in a in a small way, having thirty commercials every month on air at that time when there wasn't probably as much. Uh, noise in the marketplace no, no. was perfect, right? Yeah, because yeah. And over a year, you know, so in your market for who you're targeting, you would have had that started to grow that mind share, um, which would have grown your market share, which yeah. is a beautiful thing, right? Yeah, and I, I think that's what really what Doug's message was, that, you know, make it affordable. Yes. But you've got to commit. Yes. It's like anything. Yes. You know, I, you, you, we'll, we'll help you, but I think you have to commit. And I think... The cool thing about that is you only get the ones that really see it, you know? I did. I saw it. Um, and there were some inducements of different things that yeah. we played with. But, oh, totally. Um, and I, I remember, I think, when Doug launched it in Christchurch, there was a, a – I won't mention names, but there was a well-known sales director in the opposition. Yep. And Doug was giving away a BMW oh, wow. as, a, as, a, as a, a giveaway. And uh, it was just a little thing. So it was, yeah. it was called the Gold Key Program. So in the proposal, there was a little perforated key that you pushed out. Nice. Name on the back goes in the drawer to win the BMW. Brilliant. You know, so little yeah, yeah. ideas like that. Anyway, the, the opposition sales director um, sent all his clients a toy BMW. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it, well, we loved it because yeah, it drew yeah. the attention, the back, attention to the, back to you guys. So, 
but but I think it shook the industry. Yeah, what and, and we, then we had our um, come our competitors copy us. Yep, everywhere we not 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 so much in outside of New Zealand, but yep. New Zealanders we we, we I mean I love I'm I'm a, I'm a Kiwi through and through, mm. but sometimes we think. We don't put a value on a thought. Yes. So we'll see something as a business go, oh, well, I can do that. Yes, yes. And then yes. we, we, we yeah. steal the IP or whatever, yeah. or we change it or whatever. Yeah. And that's okay. But I think the secret sauce that we had was, you know, we knew exactly where the fur balls were, yeah. where, where things were going wrong yeah. and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. that's why it went so well. Went so well. And you created a system for it too, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah. That's awesome. Hey, so let's um, let's um, flip the switch a little bit. Yeah. Let's talk about Let's talk about selling and let's talk about some of the – you know, I guess um, as for business owners right now, you know, like maybe maybe some people are struggling with selling. Maybe people don't think they are salespeople. Yeah. Um, you know, like let's talk about from your experience. What are some of the what are some of the things you see people falling over when it comes to selling? Um, I think it's the perception of sales. Yeah. Um, I mean, the reality is, is um, salespeople are just above that sushi at two in the morning at BP. You reckon? Yeah. I don't believe that. No, I know. But, but that's some people's perception. Yes. Whereas I'm yes. a, and you are the yep. same, w- w- we love the business of yep. selling because it's really communicating yep. an idea of which you're giving a person an opportunity to take advantage of that yes. idea or not. So I, I think um, uh, being in retail as well, uh, it's it's just a, the selling process uh, is something that you should have a mindset in your business. Yes. So, for example, I worked with a um, small goods company yep. for a while, a couple of years, and great guy that ran it. He was a chef, but he was very much a chef, yep. a man, man, a manufacturer. Yep. So I said to him, "Hey, look, why don't we just call ourselves a sales company selling small goods?" Nice. And he said, "That's great." Yes. Yeah. And we grew that business by thirty-five percent. Because we got the salespeople in and, and said, look, you're a sales company, guys. Company. So let's look at your product. Nice. And let's look at how we sell that. So that was so so you got the mindset right going in, right? Yeah. We're a sales company and and we just happen to own this, this yeah. product. But the mindset was that that's a great, great way of doing it, right? Because otherwise people, oh, we're we you know, we're in this product, you know. And it's like I talk to business owners too. It's like you're in the game of marketing. Yeah, you know, yeah. you whatever you do, you're still in the game of marketing what you do, right? Yeah. And and if nobody knows what you do, you no one's gonna buy what you do, right? Because there's yes, and, and it's hard for business owners because they get attached to what they're doing. Yeah, um, they're in the weeds and and that's difficult. And you know, I've been there done that, especially around retail. Um, my wife's got quite a successful retail store. She's been in the business 30 years. Yep. Uh, ex-chemist, Alina. Okay. Um, but her attitude is um, giving the clients what they want, but don't make your mind up for the client. So I'll give you an example. Yeah, that's a great one. I, whenever I do my talks, I say, my wife sells the most expensive cushions in the world. All right. They're $250. They're a brand called Designers Guild. Yep. She gets them made. But it's, she teaches her salespeople in, in, her, in her business. Yep. If a, if a client says to you, oh, they're expensive, aren't they? Yeah. And if I hear you say they are, you don't work for me because well, it's not your decision. No, no, no. It's the client's, client's decision, decision to make it. That make it. Yes. Make either one, they like them. Yes. And they be, they're beautiful. Yeah. And it's that classic. If you've got a, a whole cruddy lounge suite, you've yeah. got three or four nice cushions on it. Yeah. It lifts, you know, that's good. sales. Yeah. Much. But the reality is, is don't make your mind up for the client. Yes. And I think what we do in sales is we say, oh, don't think about it. Yes. Yeah, to- well, oh, totally. It's true, eh? Yep. You seen it. That? Yep. Yeah, totally. have seen it. And so I think in a in a small business and, you know, we, we work with them all the time, 
and we work with 45,000 small businesses wow. every year in NRS media. Yep. So we got to know, what, got they, to know what, they, what, they, yeah. what their problems were. Yeah. And um, the reality is, is that I think um, you've just got to have the mindset of we're a sales company. Nice. You know. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, I know the best companies we deal with do that. Yeah. You'll go into their, into their boardrooms and you can tell what's yeah. going on. Eh? Yeah. You can yeah. tell yeah. What's, who's, who's doing the numbers, who's not doing the numbers, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, 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 how does that say? How does that translate? Like, to, like to say retail. Like, yep. how do you? Because okay, we're a sales company. We're we're selling cushions. Yep. Um, what do you got to do on a daily to make that happen? All right. So, so you got to walk the floor. Yeah. So that's you know you're not behind the counter every day. Yep. You walk on the floor. You're asking questions. You don't go up to someone and say, "Can I help you?" No. Nope. What are you asking? Gonna, what are you, have you been in our store before? Yep. Yep. That's a nice opener. Yep. No, I haven't. No, I haven't. No. Or, or sometimes I'm your mother, darling. Of course yeah. I have. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? You ask open yeah. questions. Yeah, totally. And, and, but you don't, you don't, you know, be aggressive or you don't yeah. be, you say, hey, look, um, welcome. Welcome to our store. Have you been here before? Nice. Uh, One of the if best you need things, a hand, look, let us know. And if you don't, then yeah. enjoy. One of the best things I ever learned um, in marketing and in sales was, was conversations create conversions. Yeah. And I just nice. remember it going, nice. you know what? That's so true. If you can go and have a conversation with someone, you'll really, uh, you know, you'll get them into that conversation. You find more about them, questions, questions, uh, and really, you know, they'll want to do business with you because yeah. most people come into an environment. Yes, some people just are looking, but they're probably, they've started that process. And if you create con- uh, conversations, you create that rapport with people, you get the conversion. Um, and I just, I just always remember, like when I worked at Bond and Bond, we had a, we had a goal that we'd never let anyone inside our four walls without saying hello to them. Great. You know, and it was just like, that's what we wanted to gamify. That yeah. we're at least, like, someone couldn't come in and say, we never said hello to you, you know? Yeah. And, oh, how's your day going? You know, blah, blah, blah. just trying to break down that hole. Yeah. You know? it's, 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 and, and the thing is, is that, that trust is, is challenging at the moment. Yep. You get trust, and you've probably got a, you know, maybe 180 seconds, I reckon, yeah. to build trust. So that person's looking at you going, uh, can I trust this person to, say, sell my house, for yeah. example, like I work with real estate guys? Uh, does, um, can I can I trust this person to say what they're going to say? Yep. All right? And um, in, a, in a sort of subconscious level, when people say it's not true, you know, do I like this person? Yeah. You know, totally. Uh, so the, the, the building trust is uh, is the key thing, and, and I, I think that that's the in any business owner they can build trust really quickly. Yeah, especially. In, so know, how do you do that? Well, how you do that is you ask the right question. Yeah, yeah. You don't go in there and say, "Hi, I'm Mike Brunella. Yeah. <laughs> you vom- vomit all over. Yeah, me. yeah, yeah. Where your company is. Yeah. You actually go the other way and you say, "Hey, look, I'm not sure if we're a fit yet. Yeah. I wonder if you can help me." I've got a few questions I just need to ask you. Yeah. Would you be okay with that? Yeah. I can tell you a little bit about myself later on. Yeah. But what I'm interested in is how can I help you? Totally. It's Completely a, different. It's just a different selling. And I yeah. think we, in the sales game now, and I, I get this from my wife, um, Amanda, she says to me, look, Mike, they're all over my website every night. Yes. And, you know, we, and we've got a good e-commerce business. Yes. But they don't, they don't come into my store to get out of the rain. No. <laughs> no, no, they actually no. come in to have yeah. a look around. Yeah, yeah, totally, and, and, and get a bit of an idea yeah. or, or whatever. Yeah. So, so I think it gets back to that sort of, um, what's what's their problem they've got? Yeah. 
but don't sort of give them a solution two minutes after you've... No. I, I've learned from over the years, um, people buy from people they know, like, and trust, right? Yeah. So online, you to get known, you've got to share character. Yeah, okay? Yeah, okay. Share your character. Yeah. Like create something. So we created a hashtag celebrate your victories. Yeah. Um, because we wanted to get known as a character of someone who likes to celebrate uh and wins. We want our client wins, our wins, that type of stuff. So that's sharing a character. Then no, get 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 people to like you. So how do you get people to like you? Well, you share chemistry. Yeah. Okay. So we'll do this in certain ads. You know, if you're if you're selling Ute finance, you have a Ute in the background. Sorry. If if I remember talking to a real estate agent and I said to her one day, you know, what what deals do you get? Yeah, you know, what listings do you get? She goes, I always tend to get deals when I go to someone and they have a dog. I said, cool. So what are you doing? He said, well, I go down and pet the dog and because yeah. I've got a dog and I love dogs. And I was like, cool. So you create chemistry because yeah. I guarantee you someone else who has, doesn't like dogs, another agent goes in there, they won't get any near, anywhere near the dog. So you created chemistry with the owner because of the dog. So start using your dog in the marketing, in your marketing. Uh-huh. You create chemistry. It's you that know. visual bond. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And then, then trust, yeah. I really believe, as you see, trust is really important. I think the key with trust is you must demonstrate. What do you need to demonstrate to in order to be true for people to believe what you saying right so because a lot of people these days will only tell you okay they'll they'll tell you you need to actually show people you know so demonstrating trust is really important especially online um and you're obviously doing it through testimonials that type of stuff and asking better questions yep i agree i I think it's we we used to have a saying in our business called keep your small agreements okay so if you're if you're saying to a, 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 a you know a sales director of fox network for example you say you're going to be there at 11 o'clock yeah you be early. Yeah, totally. So go the night before. Yeah, because... Don't hop on a plane from Atlanta early is late. into bloody New York. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're, you're thinking, oh, my God, the plane, you know. Yeah. So, so little things like that. If you say you're going to get back to someone, do that. Yeah. If you say you're going to keep an agreement, do it. Because small agreements build trust. Yes. Nice. And... Uh, don't cost you anything either. Don't, nothing. No, they're just, they're just free ass. So, okay. So, okay. So we're building trust. Um, what are, what are some of the, I guess, myths you think people have about sales? I know you've actually got some really good ones in your book, um, about, about myths, but what can, what can people do? Let's say, even say a business owner, he's got some people selling for him. Things aren't going as well. Um, I know I've read a great book and I know you've read this Mm. book too, uh, by Carol Dweck, uh, around mindset. She talks about the, the growth mindset and the fixed mindset. Really interesting from, from that perspective around how I, actually help uh, my, my boy with, with cricket and soccer now yeah, uh, around don't tell him he's talented, no. you know, yeah, tell fantastic. him he's a hard worker. Because uh, he, as he came to me in the book, I was reading this book, he's very talented at cricket. You know, he, he's only nine, but he's left arm. He can actually bowl quite quickly and quite accurate. Yeah. Um, but everyone says he's talented. So guess what he doesn't want to do anymore? Play cricket. Yeah. You know, he doesn't well, like that. Now, but, yeah, you know but that? he likes football yeah. because – He's not as good at football, but he works hard at football. He's in an academy. He's doing four days a week. He loves it because he's working hard. And I and I when I read that book, it cottoned on to me that that is the mindset shift you need to have from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. Yeah. And I, I really, I know you've read the book, so let's talk a little bit about that from a selling context. Yeah, yeah. I, I think from a um, from a selling concept or aspect. One, one of the challenges is, is the rejection side of sales. Yep. Okay? Yeah, so, you know, a lot of people get rejected. And what happens is their mind says, I'm not good enough, I told you, yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And what Carol taught in that book, and it's you're absolutely, yeah. it's absolutely brilliant. In fact, I was at Whitcalls on, in um, Wellington just wandering around, and it's number four still. Yeah. It's the best-selling oh, book. I got okay. recommended it. Yeah, I, I, I would recommend it. Anyone, it right? Especially as parents. 
Oh, great for parents. The, the guy, the guy who recommended Jason recommended mm. me around parenting. Yeah, um, it's, it's yeah. great for parents. Uh, and anyway, I, I think one of the things that she she says is that um, not yet is one of her big sayings. Yeah. So I didn't get the sale I just like yet. That. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, and we used to have a saying in the business, and up until now. Yep. So it's another. Yeah, perfect. Something to, like, up until now, I didn't yep. get the sale. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But what happens is is that. Uh, where, where I think a lot of salespeople break down is they don't qualify correctly. Mm. So they don't actually figure out. So what happens is when you're a salesperson, your goal is to make a sale. Yep. But what if I said to you, don't worry about the sale, mate. Yep. Just worry about the fit. Yep. See if we can figure out if we yeah. can work together. Okay. So then you don't have the pressure of getting to sale. Yeah. Now, this isn't my idea. There's a few yeah. great trainers. Um, uh, Ari Gelp is one. Yep. You've heard of Ari. Yeah, totally. He has that sort of mindset. There's a few others out there. Uh, but we always used to say, you know, in a lot of ways, as a salesperson, you, you know, you're Dr. Scott mm. or Dr. Mike. Yeah. So you don't go into the doctor and he says, don't worry, mate, don't even sit down and know what's wrong. Yeah, yeah. Here's this prescription. Mike. You've got to. He actually asks lots of questions. Triage, right? Triage, yeah. So he asks those questions around, you know, tell me a little bit about you, all right? Now, to be fair, you should do some research a little bit about them before you get there. Yeah, totally. But you need to kind of have that attitude as, look, can I find a problem that I can solve for this yes. client? And if I can, great. If I can't, I might be able to steer in another direction. Yeah. And Good that's time. kind of yeah. – that, and the myth is that you have to get the sale every time. Yeah. No, no. And that's – it's too well, hard. You're, you're probably doing a disservice to yeah. the person because you're not asking the right questions. Yeah. Like it's it's not that hard to – you know, in media, it's not that hard to sell something, right? Like, but – but it's once again, it's that ninety days. You, you don't. You want to think like that. You're thinking, hey, I, I remember Fr- uh, Frank Kern. He's great, yeah. great, great. Um, you know, copywriter, marketer. You know, what what would you have to do in in order to work for free? You know, would you are you prepared? And it's like, uh, are you prepared to work for free to get them result? And if you can look, if you can look that person in the eye and go, you know what, yeah. I'd work for free because yeah. I know I can get you that result. You've yeah. asked the right questions. Absolutely, you know? yeah. You've found out what they actually need. And that and, and that's the key thing. So don't don't let so that's a myth. Don't let the sale get in the way. You know, I see so many companies and sales directors, they go, it's a numbers game. Yeah. Let's go out and call thousand. Yeah. Doesn't matter. And work. it's a skills game, Scott. Yeah. Skills learn game. The skills yeah, game, nice. You know? The sk- learn the skill. So someone says to you um, certain phrases or whatever, you know, you should have a framework on how to handle concerns or objections. Yeah. You know, so um, you know, in my practice obviously so do, do you help business owners with that now? Like, is that what yeah, you do? Yeah, we do. Yeah. My, yeah. My, 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 I've got two or three things I do within companies, yep. if they're a fit. Yep. First of all, teach them how to present properly. Cool. So I've got a concept called the format system that yep. teaches them. It, it's basically, it's based on a Harvard study. Yep. And, it, and it's it's really how people take in information. Cool. And this is a concept that I develop. Nice. And, uh, I, and we Was that what you were learning over the, or you were implementing over the years? Well, I've, I've got to say, I, I learned it off a, a woman called Trish Stonestreet. She's a brilliant trainer. Oh, you mentioned her in the book. Yeah, yeah. And, and Trish Trish taught um, me and Brian how to structure our sales presentation brilliant. using that system. And then I've just fine-tuned it. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, that that's something that I work with companies So what, what, what sort of results have you seen from people that have put that together? Well, um, uh, uh, I guess let's talk about the small goods company. Yep. Okay. So a um, couple of components um, when you're presenting is you've got to give people a why. Yep. They have to do it. You have to get it real early. Yes. So we build a little template about why they should be 
investing in that particular small goods company. Nice. All right, so we did that. Cool. And then what we did was the second part to it is, is what you call what. It's it's more about data. Yep. And so what we'd say, this is what we put in our produce. It's free range. It's got no chemicals in it. Okay? Yeah, yeah. We've proved it. And, 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 and all of a sudden, the supermarkets and the, and the buyers were yep. buying into that. Brilliant. Right? And so there's a couple of other components, et cetera. But so the idea is if you look at a product, you, you've got to examine your product and you've got to use the system just to yep. help you. And then you build a presentation around it. And that's, that's what helped. we did. Do, do you think that can be used in any business? Any business. Yeah. 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 You know, why should you buy a $250 yeah. cushion? Yeah, yeah. If you don't have, yeah. if you don't yeah, have four or five reasons why you don't, yeah. you, you, they, yeah. just, they get caught up on the price. Nice. Not the actual yeah. product. Yeah. So you, by using good you know, presentation systems, say, for example, like a format, you take them away from the price war yeah. and you get them into, you know, the value war. Yeah, brilliant. Value, yeah? yeah. So it's the value that you give them. Yeah. All right? That is so good. Like, yeah. if you're listening to that, like, you just take a step, take a minute, and, like, do what I'm doing, spend some time writing down where you are in the price war versus where you're in the value war. And if you can get clear on that, because that's a big, I've got a saying, well, I learned it from Mal Emery, small hinges swing big doors. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's, a, that's, a, that's a small hinge, but it'll swing a big door in your business. Yeah, no. I mean, Where I, can you get I, into yeah. the value? Where's the value? Where's the value that you yeah. do? Uh, and and what, it, what, it, what it often is, is things that you do anyway that you give away, you say, oh, well, that's part of it. Yes. But you don't put a value on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's, it's a bit like the media business. You know, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you're buying our... Um, you know, uh, our product through uh, NRS Media. You got, you, sure, you got your 30 commercials, right? But they were, but some of those were in prime time and they were worth a yeah. lot of money. Yeah. So yeah. we put the value on the prime time one. Yes. Yes. And we'd say, well, look, you know, actually what you're doing is for $5,000 a year, Scott, you're getting $12,000 worth of yeah. value. Yeah. Because so, you could buy, you could, because of the group, you could buy an access that, where they could never access that. For no, they, they, and, and the advertisers, um, Thought, hey, that's pretty cool. I can now advertise effectively across a, a, a yeah. twelve-month period. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to give it a go. And it's, yeah, and it's a bit of a. And I'm going to pay weekly. Say, and they, yeah, when they first started the radio station, <laughs> they paid weekly. Yeah, good. We used to get them to pay monthly. Yep. Um, automatic payment. Nice. So the that's so good. got cash flow pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, that's outstanding. Yeah, yeah. So okay, um, this book. Selling yes. is not optional. What are you most proud about when you when you look at this book and and what you've created here? Because look, I've read it. Yeah, uh, I'm on my second go actually. Thank you. Um, it is it is full with a really good information. Uh, there's a great story in about about Rob Hall and what yeah. you did to to you know help him close that that sale that he created. But there's some really good, um, I guess, uh, tactical, but also that mindset thinking in this book, and which I haven't seen. Um, yeah, you know, I've read a lot of sales books. This 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 stands out to me because there's quite a bit of um, mindset thinking, but a l- good stuff technically oh, thanks, you use. Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, no, I um, I, I, when I sold the company, um, I had to sit on the beach for a couple of years. Yeah, and um, life. yeah, tough. And uh, and we had a bit of a battle with our private equity companies, but you know, at the end of the day, they they got the they got they got the best price. We got the best yep. price. In the story. Good yep. luck. See you later. Yeah, but um. Just took a little bit of time, so I I actually um, struggled with that a little bit. Yes. So I wrote the book. Nice, and that was you know, uh, and I got hold of a a really a really a good lady Sheila Task in American Trask, sorry, and she helped me 
get it all out. Get it all out of my brilliant. So, so what she'd do is she'd get me on the phone, and she'd ask me all these questions and record me. How good. And then send it back to me, and then she'd write it for me, and then I'd write it together. So we actually, you know, got a nice. dedication. It's very conversational. I must say, like, it's yeah, very it's conversational. She, she, I mean, I, I think every sales book I've read, and I've read hundreds. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I just wanted to give something back to people to say, hey, look, I, 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 I'm just an ordinary sales guy. Yeah. That they had lots of good um, people around me. Yeah. And uh, supported me. And, and my success is because of them as well. Yes. Um, and I think that's really uh, like success leads clues. I read that you 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 were in um, one stage of your life, you got into Tony Robbins yes. and obviously big. You know, I really believe mindset is the key difference in, you know, really creating a successful business because your mindset will get you through the tougher times. So what I wanted to do, because we've just been, at, been going for an hour and a bit oh, now, and, and I really wanted to, this has been a great chat. I, think, I know we could we probably could create more because I think business owners need it, but I want to go into the five things. Look, I think if we look at the market right now, uh, high inflation, uh, interest rates are high, people talking recession, um, will it go, will it happen? I'm not sure, but... Um, Let's look down the lens and let's talk to the business owner. What are yep. five things from a selling perspective and from what you know in business from your experience? What can people do? Because you would have been through a few ups and downs, yeah, right? We went through 9 11. Yeah. We had 45 staff in the yeah. office in Atlanta uh, yeah. in tears. And, and, yeah. and they thought the world had fallen over. Oh, and they and said, you keep, we'll keep your jobs. Don't yeah. worry about it. You Amazing. Know, uh, okay. So, what, what yeah. are five things a business owner needs to do? Well, I think, I think the first one is train. Okay, train. Right. Yeah. So every day, in every way, train, train, train. Okay. So okay. even if it's even if it's just um, a conversation about a new product. Yep. All right. Look at the product and figure out what the feature of the product is. Okay. And what the benefit is. Okay. And I always tell my Brilliant. clients. Yeah. What I always tell my clients is, what's a benefit and what's a feature. Yeah. A feature is 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 the characteristics of the product. Yep. A benefit is what you sell. Yeah. And I always have this phrase, feature, benefit, what this means to you is. Yeah. yeah. So by buying this cushion, what yeah. this means to you yeah. is that your couch is yeah. going to look great. Yeah. You can put three or four of those on yeah. there, you know, um, and you don't, have to borrow, you don't have to buy a couch for another six months. Yeah. Okay. I learned that from uh, Frank Hearn and also yeah. Brett McFall. So Frank Hearn's a real simple one. Got it from John Colton. Yeah. Here's what I got. Here's what I'll do for you. Here's what I want you to do next. So here's what I got is your... Is your is your feature, yeah. Here's what I'll do for you, is your benefit, yeah. and then here's what you want to do is the call to action. Real simple framework. Yeah. Nice. Um, we use it to sell millions of dollars of product, yeah, in this industry, yeah, absolutely. And so that, that's the first that's very one. cool. So, train, yeah, and I mean, be consistent, yeah, okay. And if you've got a new products coming into the business and you've got people that sell it, get them to present it, nice. Get them to present. Yeah, we do that in our business. Yeah, yeah. And so it just—it's—it's it, it's what they call um, anchor learning. It's yep. anchoring the emotions of that particular. Nice. One. So that's the first one. The second one is, uh, and, and this is a big one: advertise and promote your business. Yeah, please. Uh, the great companies, you, like Kellogg's, is an example. Kellogg's couldn't sell a thing. Yeah. All right. So they were quite clever. They advertised and promoted the health benefits of eating grain in the recession. Yes. And then they came out of the recession and they were winning. Brilliant. All the way through. Yeah. So that's a perfect example of that. Yeah. So um, I've seen it, you know, I've been, as you said, I've seen a few companies gone through different challenges and the ones that promoted and got out there and said who they are, where they are, and what they had to yeah. offer 
we're the winners. It's kind of counterintuitive, though, like because yeah. people start seeking traction, right? They start to listen and buy into maybe what's happening on the news and stuff. So you start to they start to get that mindset of oh, I'll just pull back here, pull back here. Um, but but I'm lucky enough to be around a number of business owners that just can see this thing completely opposite. Yeah, and they just know it's go time. Let's pull the trigger. Yeah, they do. You know, I've had client phone calls. Hey, what we know it's really it's time to go soon. Are we ready? You know, I'm like, yeah, well, of course we're ready. You know, they're already advertising, but they know it's time to grow market share. They did it in the GFC. They did it you know, to some degree um, with COVID and, and, you know, like earthquakes and stuff like yeah, that. For there, sure. was, there was opportunities yeah, I mean, to grow. Yeah. I mean, but if you think about this region, uh, you know, this region became very resilient yes. and strong. Yes. And, you know, I was in that first earthquake. Yeah. And it was pretty horrific. But my parents were living here and, you know, they, they, they were just so resilient, so strong. And in lots of ways, if you're a business owner and you came out of that, you could come out of anything. Yeah. So if you think of the recession yeah. going forward, so first thing is train your people, advertise and promote, right? And the third one is, I, and I, I work with a guy out of Los Angeles called Persuasion. So he's called the Price Whisperer. All right. You find him on LinkedIn. Okay. Oh, he's brilliant. And him and I have got a deal in New Zealand where we um, help companies look at their pricing structure. Okay. So his his belief is, if I said to you, put your prices up by 1%. Yep. No problem at all. Done. Right? Yeah. So why don't you put them up further to see what people are willing to pay? Okay. So that's his model. Yep. What are people willing to pay for something? So look at your pricing. But the, the tip I give you as a business owner is don't cut your costs. Okay. Without maybe putting your price up. Okay. Because you'll make more money doing yes. math. Yes. Right? Yes. And what we do, we tend to say, oh, well, we've got to cut, we've got to cut, we've got to yep. cut. And we cut it right down, and then we can't deliver what we used to deliver. So I know it's difficult, and I'm in retail myself. My wages are going up. Yes. In hospitality, my coffee's going up. Yeah. You know, my, my barista, we're paying baristas high money now to yes. keep them. Yes. You know, so we, I, I get it. Costs are going up. But if you can just sneak your prices up and, and see what people are willing to pay, um, uh, that's a good tip. Third one the, is, the, the interesting part about that is I remember talking to Kevin Ada one of our first episodes on that. He was in Spain when he realised, hey, you couldn't get money out of the ATM. He saw you know, when the GFC was happening. And so when he came back, he put his prices up. And he did basically looked at all, hey, if, if we lost this percentage of business, here's how we protect it by putting the price up. And and it worked, right? They became out of it even just just as strong and then jumped once the start the market started again. And and they still kept advertising at the same time. Pretty good, eh? Yeah. And so there's you know, there's case studies everywhere. Yeah. Okay, so so the third one I think is you've got to measure. Okay. So right. so where did where did the price whisper come in? Was that number three? Yeah, that was um, Yeah, put your prices up. Yeah, yeah, put, put your so prices four up. Four is measure. You measure everything. Measure everything. Right. You were talking my language, yeah. Yeah. And even even and I, I know digital can do that really well. Mm. And but but if you think about it, remember the old days we used to have a counter on the yeah. on the door? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, here's an idea for you. Do a digital campaign yeah. and go and buy a buy a counter. Yeah. And just see gauge if there's more traffic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But you've got to measure everything. Yeah. So, um, w- you know, we generated a couple of grand this, this, this day in the retail store or in the business, mm. whatever it might be. How many, how many customers bought that? Yeah. What's our average sale? Yes. Can we increase our average sale by Brilliant. adding an upsell? Yeah. Um, and, and look, it, I know, man, you, forget yeah. this. Yeah. But, but for some people, that could be quite, you know, 
foreign, yeah. you know, or, or they think it's too hard. But the, the other ones, you know, the little things, if you just measured, you know, where you're at and then go, okay, what's our average? Could we get our average up? How can we get our average up? What else could we offer these people? What else would they likely buy if we just said, hey, would you like one of these, you know? It's, um, a, it's so true. And, and and that's fine. If you don't want to do that, that's fine. Yeah. But your competition is. Yeah. Scary. I mean, you know, you know, you go down the yeah. road, you know, yeah. he's advertising, he, she's promoting, whatever it may be. Yeah. Uh, and as I say, they've listened to the podcast. You know, yeah. they've got the tips. That yeah. A good business owner will be constantly educating themselves, uh, upskilling themselves, and then putting things into action. I know myself because I do it myself, and I know the people around yeah. around me do it as well. So, yeah, well, I mean, I think successful people are always learning. Yes. The most, if I look at the most successful people, and even, you know, listen to your podcast, some of those people, they read, yep. they set goals. Right. They're clues, as you say. You know so. what I love about successful people? The most I love about successful people is they want you to be successful. Yeah. They really do. You mm-hmm. know, and I and I've you know been fortunate enough to be on on you know some clients' boats and all this yeah. sort of stuff. And they want you to be successful. You know, they 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 actually it's real interesting because I came from like a free my dad was a freezing worker. Yeah. Mum um stay at home mum, yeah. um, never had a business, dad. Probably passed away. Still didn't know what I did. Yeah. Um. You know. And and like. But but successful people. I always were, was thought they were different. You know. They are just like you and me. Absolutely. But they actually want you to be successful. People. Yeah. And I think you know I've been blessed to have great successful people mm. around me. Scott, yes. Um. Doug and Brian specifically. Uh. And they were my, you know, they were my um, my coaches. Yeah. Right. And so, now yeah. they were my business partners. Yeah. So that was kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think, you know, getting back to that whole um, discipline, you know, you don't have to do, you know, that Chet Holmes things. You don't have to do sixty things, no, seventy things in there, but just figure out what you need to do. And measuring's yeah. one. Measuring's one. Yeah. Totally. Because it, it doesn't take much to, you know, measure it and just have a look at it. So it'd be a minimum. What 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 should what should a business owner be measuring? Well, first of all, they've got to measure the sales yep. every day yep. against what they did last year yep. or last week or whatever. Yep. They've got to set a goal for the month. Yep. We're going to generate 30 grand a month, or yep. 5 grand a month, or yep. whatever it is. Okay. Average sale, especially in retail, is a good one. Yep. Uh, foot count. Yep. Somehow. All right. Now, bear in mind, do that for just, you know, do that for a month to see how it is. Yeah. And then do it in a month, a month, a month, yeah. month don't, you know, don't get, don't get too caught up on doing too many things. Uh, look at your pricing, okay? What are things that you have that no one else has mm-hmm. and see how high you can push it Yes, off. nice. That's that willingness to pay. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. That's what poor price whispers believe. Yeah, yeah. Okay? I like it. And and, and, and it's a, a, good, a good example. So uh, that's, that's measuring. Yep. What's number five? I think number five is know your story. Mm-hmm. So if someone said to you, hey, look, tell me a little bit about who you are. Yep. Know your story. In a, in a light-hearted way, mm. know what problem you solve for your client. Yes. All right. Brilliant. Yeah. And and, and and the third one is know your case studies. Know your case studies. You should have, if you've got a team of 50 salespeople or 10, they should have at least 10 case studies they know of by heart. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not my idea. That's just from another book yeah, that yeah. I read recently. Um, and that's a bit of a Chet Holmes one as well. Um, his daughter now runs that company. Yes, she now, does. She's got yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. So that, that that's kind of the five things. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. So what do we got? We got we got at the t- top here, which I think is brilliant. Train every day. Yeah. You said train every day, train every way, train, train, train. Yeah. I really like that. You know, get because it's like going to the gym, right? You don't get that muscle 
with going to the gym once, right? right? And exactly. sales is the same. Like you, and, and knowing your product, knowing I really massive one for me is featuring benefits because yeah. that's what I learned as a copywriter. I learned how to write really good benefits and yeah. what what that means and in in which this means. And there's a whole bunch of those yeah. keywords that you can say that transition from feature to benefit. Most people are out there selling the feature, uh, and and it doesn't doesn't make it mean anything for anyone. It doesn't mean and don't get caught up in the features because. That's not what they're buying. No. They're buying what the product does for them. What the product does for them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then you advertise and promote. Well, yeah. you know, I think... We're speaking to the converted. We're speaking to the converted, but but I can hand on heart and I can... One of the coolest things I do in my business is I just say, to, hey, you know, if people... Like, do you want to go talk to some of my clients? And I just hand over, pay them the phone. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. And you just ring them, yeah. like, and, like, Bring who you want. Like, there's, yeah. there's customers there. And all our customers, because they're used to advertising and promoting, have got results, right? Um, so, but it's a, it is a real mindset. And, and, and to, I think to my, our biggest challenge in business is getting the people with the right mindset yeah. on our ship. You yeah. know, no, you talked about right fit. It has to be a right fit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I think sometimes we get into the trap of selling them. Yes. As opposed to going, I'm actually interviewing you yes. to do business with yes. me. Yes. Yes. Big time, yeah. yeah, and and more business owner can understand that. The, yeah. the better you go as well. Uh, put your prices up. Yeah. I really like that. The willingness to pay, willingness to pay, uh, and be the price whisperer in your own business. Yeah, Measure everything. Look, I, 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 the in my book that's coming out. Yeah, uh, I've got two books coming out. One part of the these the the audios yes. uh, from this podcast, but also then I've got my side of what I'm talking about. In the podcast, um, I have a thing called the eighth wonder of the world, and the eighth wonder of the world is measure everything. Oh. It is the secret yeah. to marketing. Um, it's the secret to understanding what really works. Yeah, uh, and I call it the eighth wonder of the world because it's the thing that people just are not prepared to do or don't do. No, they don't. And if you can lock that in, yeah, you know, you you can. It's 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 just leverage, and it's just your advantage. Yeah, I'm a great believer in it because if you don't measure, even over a seven-day period, you can't, you know, I'm not quite sure I like the word pivot, but you know what I mean? You can't yeah. fix it. Yeah. That was what Doug Gold was bringing. Yeah. He, he'd do telephone sales campaigns. It wouldn't be working. They say, well, we're not selling enough on that particular phone call. Yeah. And he said, try this. Yes. So it's all about yes. the reason, and you're right, Scott, the reason you've got to measure is because you've got to go, okay, well, that didn't quite work. But what people do, oh, it didn't work. Yeah. And they stop there. Oh, and they stop there. It does my head in. One of, my, one of the easiest things to help a business is go, oh, the only marketing that you used to do. Yeah. And they'll bring out something that kicked butt, but they just stop yeah. doing it because they get bored with it. They you do, know? yeah. And well, it's like, oh, okay, cool, we'll now measure this. And we'll yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> so, that's the right advice to give your clients too. Yeah. Right? Because ultimately, you know, we're in business to make money. Yeah. We're in business to make a profit. Yeah. But you've got to measure because you won't measure what's working. And if you don't do that consistently. Yeah. You know, it'll become a grudge. Yeah. You'll hate it. Yeah, you'll hate it. Yeah. Awesome. And the last one was know your story. I really, yeah. I, I like what you said there is know the problem that you solve. You know, like that's really key is, you know, understand, probably understand it better than your customer. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's something I've learned over the years too is, you know, I, I understand those problems better than being able to get them across of what the problems really are. Yeah. I think a lot of people became solutions focused versus problem focused. Okay. And it's really interesting when I say to people, hey, but it, it, how do you think? You think problem first. Then solution, or do you think solution problem? You know, and a lot of people are like because they, they see big companies marking solution, yeah, and they think that's the way to do it. And it's and it's it is if you've got a massive budget, and you don't really have to, you know, you're targeting everyone, but if you're not, 
and you don't have that big budget, then you can need to be more skillful. That's where you go into the problem first, then the solution. Yeah, so no, I, I think that's a, it's a bit like that old concept about numbers game. Yeah, it is a skills game. And skills these game. days, people know yeah. such more. They know so much more about your product. Yeah, because they research you before you can get there. Yeah, and so you've got to you've got to come in from the point of view of saying, look, this is my. We have a thing in our business called the problem statement. What's the problem statement? Nice. that you have, and check to see if that person's got that problem. Yeah, but you just do it by opening up questions, you know, uh, all that sort of thing. So, so ultimately, that's why you have to know your story. Brilliant. Back to that number five. So good. Hey, man, this has been an epic podcast. Like, oh, it's been you. a fantastic right. episode. Uh, I know I'm going to get you back because I could talk for hours on this topic. And I know you've got so much more and more. Um, what's what's one of the last things you'd like to leave people with? Or, you know, obviously, I'm going to promote your book because I think in most business owners should read this. And selling is not optional. Where can people get this book for a start? Uh, they can get it at mikebrunell.com. Okay, so we'll put the details yeah. in the show notes. Actually, yeah. how, would people get, how would people get hold of you? What's the best way? Uh, probably the best way is mike at mikegrinnell.com just okay. an email put cool. it somewhere right. uh, we'll and also down. it is available on um, Amazon Amazon published it for me brilliant um, and uh, so you can get it as a Kindle nice uh, or you can get it uh, live and what I'll do is I'll send a few down to you you okay. clients that'll be that'll be, that'll be that'll awesome get the word out right. um, so that, that's that, that's basically how you can get hold of the book fantastic is there any last thing you'd like to leave people with just you know um, take deep breaths have <laughs> courage yes you know, um, and, and just understand that uh it's really up to you if you want to be successful. No one else. Yeah. You can't, you know, I can't motivate. You and I, our job yeah. is not to motivate people. No. You know, I, but I, I think. We can give I, people confidence though. Yeah, we definitely can give them confidence. But but more importantly, I think if you can just go to people that might stretch you a little bit and mm. you feel a little bit uncomfortable about it. Nice. And, and that's really where my mentors came in, yeah. the likes of uh, Doug and Brian, because they, they they just had this great ability to believe. They had belief. Yeah. yeah. So if you have belief, that's so that's pretty good. So that's, that's, that's awesome. my tip. Yeah. What a great place to finish. Hey, I really appreciate you taking the time. I know uh, you're a busy busy person, um, and we'll put all the put all the details so you can grab Mike's book in this. Um, but really appreciate you listening. Uh, there's been a long one today. There's obviously you're gonna have to stop this, you know, go back and listen again because there's some really good takeaways here that Mike's delivered. So thank you for uh, listening to the Marketing for Business podcast, and please share uh, with other business owners. We really appreciate you sharing. We're starting it's real, really cool momentum, uh, some great reviews. So if you can also drop us a review, that'd be fantastic as well. So hey, thanks for your time and have a great day. Hi, Scholson here again. Hey, thanks for listening to the Marketing for Business podcast. Uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to listen and we hope that you learned a lot from today's episode. Uh, if you could be so kind as to rate and share the podcast with your other business friends and colleagues, that'd be awesome. And if you'd like to listen to more episodes, why don't you head over to our website, www.getdigitalinfluence.com, uh, where we've got a whole bunch of other amazing interviews with business owners. Thanks for your time and have a great day.